You've reached NVC Voice, a podcast for Northwest Vista College in San Antonio, Texas. Hello, my name is Montard Ochoa. Have you ever wondered how the love of a father could have an impact on your life? This is a story like no other, where two gifts and lessons are learned. The love of a good man. Noisy mornings, hectic afternoons, endless nights. That was my father's life for nine years straight. All of his spare time was suffocated and turned into arguing with lousy employees, while family and I at home slowly turned into no longer seeing my dad's headlights coming into the driveway in the evenings. Day and night, he would be on his feet, working left and right, nonstop. The days he would come home were the best five minutes I could ask for. I finally had time to spend with him. But there was always a feeling in the back of my mind that I couldn't explain. When I looked my dad in the eyes, I never felt like he was seeing me. His eyes started, his mind somewhere else. Now I understand that what I felt was a distance, a gap of love and attention from my father. Living with the absence of my father was not easy. Seeing my dad come home the days he could for nine years straight with drowsy, weary, and run-down eyes was hard. I was young and never truly understood the way his health was affected by all of this. After all, the only thing I had to deal with was missing his presence in my young life. Nevertheless, I have always had faith in God and knew he worked in mysterious ways. I felt God's hand at work the day my father ended up in the hospital due to a miniature heart attack. This was due to all the stress, long nights, and heavy feeling he constantly carried around his chest. This occurrence finally made him pull the trigger, and he decided it was time to leave the restaurant business, both with his health and family in mind. After he left his restaurant, he became more of a father figure for my siblings and I. My most vivid memory with him was the day he taught me to ride my bike without any training wheels. It was a foggy, cold morning, and the smell of holiday-themed candles were strong and unavoidable. My ears were freezing, and my nose was numb but you wouldn't have been able to tell from the smile on my face. My mom was flickering with excitement, and I had a glow about me that only my dad could produce. He was dressed in his long cowboy boots. I was still wearing my pink can of Montana pajamas from the night before, along with the hoodie my mom had thrown up on before dashing out the door. We walked up a hill, and once at the top, I got on my bike. I started pedaling down the steep hill, slowly releasing my grip from the brakes to go further down. He was with me all along until the very end, when all of a sudden, I didn't feel his support on my shoulder, and I realized he had to let me go. As a force of habit, I freaked out and started to lose my balance on the bike. Then he comforted me with his words of protection. His words were almost like magic. They uplifted me and brought me back to balance, helping me gain control of the bike once again. He inspires me in ways I could never explain to him. He has made me the mature adult I am today, strength my faith, and shame me to be the determined, loving person I always wished to be. Hi, my name is Jake Colon. Today, I will talk about an eight-year-old selling his own toys and where he comes from. The title is Vendor. On a small island in the Caribbean Ocean, where only the water surrounded the people and where the vibrant green and well-saturated palm trees could be seen on the landing to the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. My whole family lived on the island until the economy was getting worse and worse every year. That year was one of the worst for all of us, so big change had to happen for it to get better. At that time, the street I used to live by was a long and narrow, narrow drive and was headed to the Pueblo, and it was next to this beautiful port. Anyways, during the school time in Puerto Rico, when I, when I was eight or nine years old, I used to go to this small school that only had about 300 students, and everyone recognized each other. When I was a kid, I used to have many, you know, toys, etc. And then in this school, I was never popular, but I sure was recognized. My brothers called me a maceta, meaning I always tend to hesitate to spend my money. I believed it was just how I was thought to be. 
to save. And so the big change started with the woman that has been with me for 18 years of my life. My mother has an appearance of a model with curly hair and green eyes, but has a strong attitude with optimism and initiative. She was a salesperson, in fact. Money was a huge issue for us, and so my mom made this business at the local abandoned gas station that had graffiti all over it. The business was only us selling clothes, jewelry, purses. It was almost a store, kind of like Ross, but ugly and ghetto. After the increase of sales, people seemed to enjoy this mini store we had. It was shown, it, it was even shown on the news, <laughs> but that's a different story. This was the moment where I realized that I should sell two to help. As a charismatic kid and having Lavia, getting attention was not hard nor being trusted. I learned the principles and basics to sell for my mom. It was just, it was just all a matter of time. When heading to school, I used to, I used to carry with me this big Zuka bag filled with all my toys. I used to roam around the hallways making deals and setting meetup locations as if I was a drug dealer. It was almost like, hey, you got the stuff? Yeah, I got it. How much? Two dollars. And so <laughs> my hope and dreams were achieved. I used to sell my Pokemon cards to these kids while I was making bank. This one time I had, I had traded my Ninja Turtle action figure for his card toy. Now that I think about it, it was not a good deal. I remember going home as sneaky and stealthy as I could with the heavy Zuka bag on my arms and running quickly as possible to my room to hide everything. I left no tracks. But this was my, but this was way obvious. Where are Jay's toys? The business was going great until my mom saw that my toys had disappeared. As of today, I am now a salesperson just how my mother was. One important thing I learned was to always have a backup plan. And so here, here I am, Jay Colón from Puerto Rico. Hi, my name is Hannah Castillo. What would you do if you were about to lose a loved one and you could have done something about it? This is Hope in the Dark. The steady beeping and frigid air wafting through the room. The ambiance from inside the building brings fear and anxiety across all families sitting in the waiting room. We waited anxiously for a doctor to come and consult us on how the surgery went. The constant mindset of despair and emptiness made a new home in my brain. Questions swirling through my mind like, will my loved one make it? Or will I have to hear news today or tomorrow that will change my life completely? At this time in my life, everything seemed to be falling apart all around me. Every step I took, I saw pieces of the floor breaking and falling under me, losing my balance along the way. Not only did I find my life in the midst of breaking or being whole again, it changed my life for the better. Walking down the hall to the room where I will see the inclining or declining health right in front of my eyes had me question whether or not God was with my, me and my family. The moment I walked into the room after surgery and saw the television playing in the background, my heart started racing. The image of seeing my father lying there in pain made me nervous but thankful. Laying in the bed right by my father laid my cousin Anthony, who had donated his kidney to save my father's life. Anthony always had adored my father like he was his own. Not only did this act of selfishness save my family, but it saved my father. My father has always been known to be the glue that stuck my family together the one that mended all the cracks in the foundation. As soon I stood there, zoning off into space, I couldn't help but think of questions like, how do you feel? What did the surgeon say about your surgery? How is the recovery process going to go? Running through my mind. The space in the hospital room was confined, which seemingly felt like most of my family members were on top of me, taking all of the air out of the room. Miha, I'm okay. I made it out in one piece. The doctors took amazing care of me, and they said I did amazing during my surgery. Hearing those words come out of my father's mouth, weak and almost forcing the excitement in his voice to light up the tension, had really spoken volumes to me. He was in so much pain while he tried to calm the whole family down to make sure we were all doing good before he thought about himself. 
My father fought for his life to make sure that he was able to come out and see me, my brother, and my mother, along with my extended family. At this moment, I knew that God had been with us the whole time. God put us through the trial and tribulation because he was more worried about our character rather than our comfort. In this situation, I learned so much about myself, my family, and my wonderful God who has saved us from so much that we don't see. He brought all of my family together during a really hard time to show that we are better as a whole family rather than being divided. This event in my life gave me a purpose, a testimony, and a future aspiration to become a nephrologist who helps families that have been in the same situation that I was in. This trial especially has helped me connect deeper with so many people and get to know what makes them them. I believe this truly made me who I am today. Hi, I'm Dorian, and today I'll be telling you the story of how I got locked out of a hotel with my cousin. So, it was a cold day, and me and my family had just gotten there to the hotel. We were going into the hotel, and the hotel that we had got into was all packed. So me and my cousin had to go to the hotel that was down the street. So we went there, and this hotel looked like one of those hotels from the horror movies. It had this, like, weird stench, and, like, the walls were, like, cracked and everything. And so we went in there, we got our room, and then we went and started walking around. And so me and my cousin are walking around, and so we decided, okay, let's go back now. So we started heading back to the room. When we got to the room, we realized that we had lost the key card to it. So me and my cousin are running around the whole entire hotel looking for this key card that we seem to have lost. And we were running up and down the halls, and of course people were looking at us because they were confused, obviously. And so we were asking anybody if they had seen like a key on the floor or if they had... Um, if anyone had found like a missing key card and no one had said anything so me and my cousin we decided to keep looking and I think we looked for about good two to three hours and so we started giving up around the third hour and so we started heading back to the room and my cousin was like great we're locked out and I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I know, what do we do? We can't, we can't, what's it called? <coughs> I was like, we can't go in the room because we're locked down. And she goes, yeah, you're right. So we just sat in front, we sat in front of the hotel room waiting to see if a hotel person would come and unlock the door. So while we were waiting there, she was cleaning out her her little bag that she had and I was just sitting there on my phone and when she was cleaning it out and everything something fell from her pocket and so when I looked and turned it was the key card hello I'm Kelly Randall the story I'm about to tell you is about how I moved my dad 14 hours away and creating a bond I never had before with a old relative called beating you at your own game about one year ago my mom and dad decided it was best for my mom to move out which didn't come as a surprise to me yet it hit my sister really hard making her start to act out she moved a couple months later to live with her boyfriend my dad started talking about moving to memphis 
that way he could live next to his dad and help raise my half-sister. He told me he wanted to fix up the house he lived in to sell it to my mom. As time got closer for me to help my dad move, it made me think about my grandfather that my dad was going to live with. Yet all I could think about was the fact that I wasn't close to him or his wife. He would only get to see him once in the blue moon, spending majority of our time with my mom's family. I only have a few memories of him. All of them were on his property learning how to shoot or throw tomahawks. Some of us were even in his workshop where he makes old musket guns and many other things. Once we got to my granddad's, I walked right up to him and gave him the biggest hug ever. We started to unpack the truck so we could get our clothes out. I would wake up to an empty house because my grandmother and dad would be at work while my granddad was in the workshop making handmade weaponry. I'd go to my granddad's workshop and ask if I could throw the tomahawk a few days into it. I learned how to throw a knife. My granddad came out of his workshop with a cigar in his mouth asking how I was doing. Shortly after, I asked him if he wanted to play a match against me. We played a game where the winner gets best two out of three matches. Whoever won the most matches gets the other player's tomahawk. I asked my granddad, how do we break a tie? He thought about it for a minute and then told me we could do a 12-pace throw, a distance I have never tried to throw at. My granddad threw first, and he missed. It was up to me to do my best and what it takes to win the game. Without hesitation, I threw the tomahawk, and I was greeted with a handshake from my granddad saying, congratulations, you won the game. The rest of the day, I was telling my granddad and grandmother what happened. Right before I left, my granddad stopped me to tell me that I had won the tomahawk that I was using the whole time I was there. He later told me the story on how the tomahawk I was using was the very same tomahawk he won from a throwing match he played with a long-term friend of his. It was the best day of my life. You've been listening to NVC Voice, a podcast for Northwest Vista College in San Antonio, Texas.